You are listening to Shades of Grey Podcast, Episode 20. I am your host, Carmen, and today I'd like to talk about forgiveness. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Shades of Grey Podcast. If this is your first time listening, then welcome. The Shades of Grey Podcast is produced every Friday for your enjoyment. And show notes are found in the description box as well as shadesofgraypod.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Shades of Grey Pod. And my personal Twitter at CDGrey89. All social media links are in the description box. Now let's get to the show. Should I love you again? Do you know? Tell me how, how to forgive and forget. having a moment here you guys happy friday we have made it oh god we have made it and i'm elated we have made it and i am elated because when i tell you it has been a week from he double hockey sticks baby i was hanging on by a thread but look at god i done made it okay and now i just need to make it to two (laughs) o'clock Now I just need to make it to 2 o'clock because look, look, I couldn't possibly make it to 5, no, (laughs) no, I get out of work early today and I'm super stoked about it, hopefully you're off, hopefully you're doing better than me, hopefully you're off today and hopefully you are off on Monday, I'm hoping for you, I'm hoping and praying for you because listen, I used to have a part-time job working for a casino and when I tell you I had to work every weekend and every holiday, Like, you would get fired if you called off on a holiday. So the fact that I have my weekends and my holidays back, (sighs) Mm. I think any day in which the bank is closed, everybody should just be closed. But that's just me. That's just me. If the courts and the banks are closed, we should just, like, not have to function. You know? We should put that in like um, like a big-ass suggestion box. But where would that suggestion box be? I have no idea. What are your plans for the weekend? Are you just relaxing? Do you plan on having like a barbecue? Do you plan on throwing like a, a nice shindig? What are your plans? I'll be sitting in my house because all of my friends have to work or they're going out of town without me. Constance. <laughs> I put her on blast because she's leaving me behind and I don't appreciate it. But she's going for a good reason, so. I'm very possessive of my friends. Like, my friends can't have other friends. I mean, that's just how I feel about it. (laughs) Oh, my God, I need a drink. But I'm not going to drink while I'm recording because that would just be unprofessional. 
but I'm probably like sleep deprived, which makes me feel like I'm drunk. I haven't been sleeping well either. Like I've been going to bed at like 7.45, but it's been like fitful sleep. Like I'm stressed, like I need to, I need some meditation. You know, like I'm, mm, mm. it's been rough. It's been super rough, but let's get into the show. about forgiveness the power of forgiveness um, is forgiveness always necessary forgive or forget I tell y'all all the time that I turn people off like light switches and like there's no explanation needed there's no there's no apologies that need to be given it's just eh, it's done but is that healthy? Like, is that really healthy to be that way? Um, I don't know. I think I've just, I've had a hellish week. And um, during this week, I realized that I thought I had forgiven a person. And then suddenly realized that I hadn't. You know, um, a situation happened in which um, we had to we had to settle a few things you know and in the midst of attempting to settle something I had realized oh my god I have not forgiven this person and I still hate their guts You know, I still harbor resentment towards this person for what they had done to me many years ago. You know, like we always think that a bad situation will happen. We use it as a learning tool and now we know what not to do, right? Um, I will say that for me, uh, it, <laughs> it's probably backfired. <laughs> um, I'm still, I'm still working on my forgiveness bone. I've realized that um, I found this article on Blavity and it's entitled How Forgiving My Absent Father Taught Me Valuable Lessons on Love and Life. And um, it's written by Shaquille Anderson. I'm not sure if that's their real name or just their pen name, but I will put the link to it in the description box. And um, He's speaking on an absentee father and how he had to work through um, anger and resentment to get towards forgiveness. 
And I think that we've all had to work through anger and resentments to anyone. It could be to a mother, a father, a sibling, um, uh, ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, co-worker. Like we've all had to work through those feelings, um, you know, to, to, to get to clarity. Shout out to Crystal Clear. And also shout out to Crystal Clear who, who told me um, in order to uh, hate someone, you still have to have love for someone. Ain't that some shit? <laughs> because that, that, that simple sentence frustrates me so much because like I say, like I realized that I still hate this person's guts, but do I hate this person or do I still love this person? And if I still love this person, why? You know what? Why? Because clearly that was a shitty situation. Clearly it didn't work out. Why do I still love this person so much that I hate their stinking guts? <laughs> like that 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 boggles my mind um there is a a paragraph in this um passage that I want to read out loud because it it spoke to me because I feel like that's kind of um that's kind of where I am almost you know um but it reads through forgiveness, we learn compassion and understanding, but most importantly, how to let go of negative emotions. Negativity in one's area of our lives can fester like a sore and trickle into various facets of our daily life. Negativity can impact the way we view the world, treat our loved ones, or cultivate future relationships. Cultering, shouldering, <laughs> Shouldering the responsibility of this pessimism can make you skeptical of new interactions, hesitant to new blessings, and cynical to even an inkling of positivity. Mm. When I tell you that I am the most senile person I know, it's tragic. Because I've been hurt in so many different aspects of my life, I trust no one. You know? I trust no one. I've built, you know, just... It's like... I don't know what it, it's like Fort Knox around me you know what I'm saying and it's like I know that this is an issue I know that I'll never be able to experience the things that I want to experience in life if I don't learn to forgive people forgive and forget maybe I think that I'm forgetting a situation but I'm not I'm still holding on to it in some way you know I've been wronged by um, my stepdad, but I've forgiven him. I've been wronged by my mother in some ways. I've forgiven her. I've been wronged by past relationships. 
I can honestly say that I haven't forgiven any of those people. I can honestly say that I've only forgiven my parents because they're my parents and I love them and family is all that you have, right? But how do you forgive... Um, how do you forgive a friend that just violates you in like an unimaginable way? How do you forgive um, an ex-partner that has violated your trust or hurt you so deeply that you don't feel that that wound could ever heal? You know? So when you say... I forgive you. Is it for you, for your healing? Is it for them, for their peace of mind? So that now they have a clean slate and they can sleep good at night? Mm. I don't know. Maybe I... Mm. Maybe I don't forgive people because I don't want them to have peace. I want them to still hurt like I hurt. Does that make sense? Or maybe because I know that the other party doesn't give a damn, what do I need to forgive them for? Right? Did that make sense? I feel like I'm talking all over the place, but I feel like forgiveness is this very complicated thing. I feel like forgiveness is... It takes a big person to forgive, and I don't know if I'm there yet. You know? I forgive you for slapping me in the face. No, the fuck I don't. I forgive you for breaking my heart. Mm, I'm not sure. I forgive you for bad-mouthing me. Ugh. Because unless that chapter is closed, how do I know that you won't violate me again? You know? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Mm-mm. Ain't no twice. There's no thrice. There's no... What's the, what's the four one? You know what I'm trying to say. Right? I don't know. I don't know. How about you just forgive when you're ready? Right? However long it takes. So is there is there is there too long? Is there too long of a a, a span of time in which to forgive someone for what they've done to you you know I just um, I want to be a bigger person I want to be a more evolved person 
but I am so much about respect and I am so much about principle and I am so much about loyalty that when those things are tampered with or violated, how fucking dare you? Because for someone like myself that prides myself on being stand up, you know, you do this to me? What? How, Sway? How? Oh no, fuck you. Forever. But that's not healthy, obviously, because like I said before, I don't trust anyone now. And, and for a woman who wants a significant relationship again, that wants children, that wants a family, that is a big ass problem. Did y'all hear me? Did you hear what I said? That is a big ass problem. What if you don't know how to forgive? Because I thought that I knew how to forgive people. I mean, I went through a year and a half of counseling to learn how to forgive people, but apparently I haven't. Apparently I've learned how to mask those feelings of betrayal. Is that what we're doing? Are we really forgiving folks or are we just masking those feelings? Are we, you know, putting those feelings like in the far back of the closet and forgetting they're there until we're looking for something else and stumble across it? Is that what's happening? People talk about forgiving people all the time, but how many people are really, truly, from their core, forgiving folks? Like I say, I'm a person of principalities. You wrong me, I don't necessarily have to wrong you back, but fuck you forever. But I don't think that that's healthy either. You know. Have you ever just been so hurt? I can honestly say that this past week. I have had overwhelming feelings of hurt. And I'm not trying to make this like a, um, like a down and dreary um, episode. I'm trying to get us all to think about have we really done the work to forgive people or have we just put band-aids on it and have attempted to move on with our lives you know I think I put band-aids on a whole lot of shit. And I don't know if I'm fully capable of forgiving anyone yet. You know? I laugh, I giggle. I'm a, I am feel like I'm a, a pretty funny person. You know, I can pop off a joke every now and then. You know, but underneath all of that, there is a thunderstorm of emotion. 
at all times. At all times. Which is pretty scary because you never know what could trigger you into just flying off the handle. And nobody wants to be that girl. Like, nobody wants to be that girl. Like, damn, you put two cherries on the ice cream sundae. Ah! Like, no. Nobody wants to be her, you know? But I just wanna I just wanna have you think. Have you truly forgiven? Are you in the process of truly forgiving? Are you letting go of the things that have hurt you? You know, in order to forgive and move on. Or do you just choose to to pretend they never happened? I do that a lot. I'll just charge it to the game and pretend it never happened and not seek forgiveness. You know? Or not seek the apology. Can you ask for an apology? Is that is that something that you can do? Like when I... <laughs> You see people get like these half-ass apologies on television all the time. I'm sorry if you felt. No, that is not a fucking apology. You know, do people know how to apologize? Ooh, that's another question. Do people truly know how to apologize for something that they've done? What if you never get the apology? You know? You know who knows how to apologize? Anita Baker. I apologize. She know how to apologize, okay? Write a song about it. No, I'm being facetious. Listen. I just want us all to be able to cultivate amazing relationships in life. Personal, professional, you know. That's all. I'm working on it. I want you to work on it um, and read this article. I really enjoyed it. Like I say, it's this particular gentleman's, you know, his path to forgiving his um, absentee father. But I mean, it just speaks to the power of letting go of feelings of resentment and feelings of betrayal. Obviously, easier said than done, but you just have to do the work. Shout out to Iyanla. <laughs> I'm trying to give you some tools so you can do the work. No, I'm not Iyanla. But I do watch. And some of these episodes look like they're going to be pretty good. So I will be tuned in on Saturdays. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think I've gone on long enough. I feel like if you're still here, you're probably like, girl, just go back to counseling or something because it's clear that you <laughs> you're not over whatever it is um and you know what I just might because um it's good counseling is good um journaling is good um because let me tell you I can just get lost in my thoughts for hours and hours and hours and I don't think that that is necessarily healthy I feel like I need to get the thoughts out I don't need to fester in them I need to get the emotions out I don't need to fester in them um 
Yeah. Oh, here's a line that he wrote. While I would shrug it off at, at the time, I believe the yearning for that relationship was emptier than anything they've ever felt. Mm. And by they, I think he's, he's referring to children with absentee fathers. What about yearning for um, relationships that are no good for you? What about yearning for um, a relationship that will um, never come back? Like, you know, if like you ever hear those situations of people who break up and come back together, people who divorce and remarry. What if it's a relationship that's ended that you want nothing more than for it to get us uh, get a second go and then that never happens? Like, how crushing is that? Or yearning for... Um, you know, a relationship with a parent, relationship with a sibling. Those hurt too, you know? I'm starting to ramble. The moral of the story is forgive completely and fully and on your terms. I think that is the moral of the story. It's hard work, but it's worth it, I think. I think it's worth it to truly forgive and actually have that burden lifted. You know? But that's just it's just me rambling, so don't listen anymore. Um, let's get into some weird news so that we can end this on a high note and not me like being a weirdo. Um, a, a sex doll brothel is coming to Toronto. Anyone into sex dolls? I don't, <laughs> I don't know if anyone is, but hey. A uh, nondescript Toronto shopping plaza is set to welcome a new tenant in September that advertises itself as the first sex doll brothel in North America. Mm. Aura Dolls promises to bring its patrons an exciting new way to achieve their needs without the many restrictions and limitations that a real partner may come with. Mm. So when you say the many restrictions and limitations, like what, what are those? What are those? Like I'm no prude, but I'm not like a super freak. So I'm trying to just figure out, would people really be going buck wild with the dolls? And then I'm thinking also to myself, like, how sanitary is this going to be? Like, who's going to be responsible for thoroughly cleaning said doll? <laughs> <laughs> you 
you know what I'm saying? Um, I just see a lot of um, nastiness going on here. And then my next question is like, do if I come into this this brothel, do I get to pick the doll? Do I get to pick more than one doll? Like if I want to have a threesome, can I pick a dude doll and a chick doll? Like I said, extra for multiple dolls? That seems like a lot of work. Have y'all seen some of these sex dolls? Like they're like as big as a real person and I'm pretty sure just as heavy. So who's going to be lugging dead weight around? Like that's not... Customers will be charged $60 to $742 for their time with the dolls. Mm. Are you going to pay $742 to bust a nut? <laughs> oh my God. Like, is this, is this really what we've got? Have we just gotten to the point to where we just don't want to deal with real people anymore? They're willing to pay money to just go sleep with a doll. California man was arrested with 800 pounds of stolen lemons. <laughs> oh, jeez, Louise. Like, what would one do with 800 pounds of freshly picked lemons? I mean, you could have a big-ass lemonade stand. I don't know. But why would... Okay, so yeah, it's funny someone stole lemons because you just wouldn't think someone would steal lemons. But then it's like... Is there like a, a sadder issue here? Like maybe he needed the lemons to like resell for like his kids or something. I don't know, that's still weird though. Have y'all seen these videos at Facebook of people who've been caught shoplifting and they pull like seven irons out of their pants? Have y'all seen that? I saw a video, this woman pulled like four guns out of her freaking bra. Like how do you steal a whole firearm? She stole four whole guns. And this other lady stole like mad toiletries like, listen, listen to me like I used to be a shoplifter once upon a time but I've learned my lesson okay after restitution and all of that stuff I realized that this is not <laughs> this is not the path I need to be on so I never did it again and now I'm just like the thought of trying to steal something is like Eeh. well let me not say that because I done stole plenty of magazines but unintentionally like I would just be reading them in the line at the supermarket and just you know be reading them and just walk out I mean, the cashier would be watching me read them and everything. I'm not stealing an entire iron. The one you, you know, 
get the wrinkles out of your clothes with than the ones that you put wrinkles in your clothes with. <laughs> that was a little joke about a gun and an iron. Um, <laughs> it may be time to get out of here. Um, if you're still here. Uh, did I watch any television this week? Uh, no, I did not. Um, I did see a clip from the recent Love and Hip Hop Hollywood episode. I am not feeling this season at all. Let me tell you that. Um, and she, there was a scene where Tierra met Akbar's other girlfriends or other wives. And he was like he's supporting them like supporting their dreams or something like that and he wanted her to be like girlfriend number three and it's like if a man says that he will support you would you take him up on that offer and I'm thinking to myself, well, if he's supporting my dreams, like he's supporting me while I'm getting a master's, he's supporting me through uh, a certification, he's supporting me through whatever. I mean, I would allow a man to support me, but not on some sister wives type shit. Like what the fuck you thought this was? Tierra's weak sauce anyway like I really don't like this season of love and hip-hop Hollywood um what else did I halfway watch I think I watched a piece of basketball wives and Jennifer was still getting on my nerves Tammy said she didn't want to go on trips because she always gets in a fight but you always start the fights um and then Evelyn and uh, Evelyn is just being a mean girl Kristen is still getting on my nerves and Malaysia is really growing on me this season. I can say that. Um, she's pretty dope. I like Malaysia. Um, and Shawnee's just there. <sighs> what else? Queen Sugar wrapped. Love is wrapped. Um, I did not watch Black Ink Crew, but I'm pretty sure Ryan is embarrassing himself per usual. Um, and I'm sure Cobra is, you know, still keeping up her vendetta against Reese. Um, um, yeah, I think that's really it for TV. I've been watching Sharp Objects. I highly, 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 highly re recommend, um, um, Sharp Objects on HBO. Insecure, I am not feeling insecure. Unpopular opinion, I'm not feeling insecure. The episodes are still too short and I'm just like, eh, this is weak. I hope it picks up. I really, really do because I'm not impressed one bit. Um, I'm trying to think of what else maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I can't think of anything. Did y'all see that freaking Masika is going to be on Loving? Uh, not Loving. Growing Up Hip Hop Atlanta. Her, Lil Mama, and two other people. They're supposed to be um, growing up hip-hop Atlanta. But I don't watch Atlanta because I just uh, don't care for Bow Wow. So I don't really watch that one. And I only halfway watched the original one. But um, I think that's it for TV. I think that's it for TV. Oh, my book club. We just finished The Late Show by Michael Connolly. It was very, very, very good. And our September read will be Tailspin by Sandra Brown. So if you want to participate, just find the Facebook group, Chapter Chat Book Club. And I think I'm going to be done.
So thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Shades of Grey podcast. Make sure you follow the show everywhere at Shades of Grey pod. If you have questions, I can read them and answer them on air. You can send those to Shades of Grey pod at gmail.com. Make sure you listen to the podcast that I co-host with my dear friend, Crystal Clear, the Reigning Opinions podcast. And also make sure that you check out her podcast, Crystal Clear. Um, That's always a phenomenal listen. And um, thank y'all again for tuning in. I really appreciate y'all and I'll see you all in the next one.